Hello and welcome to Crossview Radio, a weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. I'm uh, particularly looking forward to uh, the episode today. I'm actually here uh, in Worcester at the Pregnancy Care Center in Worcester, and uh, I'm here with uh, with Karen No. And uh, I'd like to talk to Karen a little bit today about the care center, uh, what uh, things they offer for our community, and really talk a little bit about the issue of abortion in our nation and in our world today that's going on. So, uh, Karen, uh, hi and welcome. Thank you, Pastor John. So good to have you on today. And uh, I was first um, first met you, I think it was back in 2015, mm-hmm. yes. when uh, we first came here to Plant Crossview Church. And uh, I remember getting a tour of the facility. And in fact, um, our third child, we had... Uh, the ultrasound done here, yes. and so really, yes, uh, yep, really liked uh, the the people and the facility and all those things. So I'd like us to start maybe if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, okay. a little bit about Pregnancy Care Center, how uh, the organization started, how you got involved with it, okay. all those kinds of things. So okay. feel free to to share that. Okay. Well, the center was established in 1984 by the Grace Brethren Church here in Worcester. Uh, There was a group of women that had gone to Akron Pregnancy Center and came back and approached their pastor, Pastor Bob Federhoff, and said, can we create a center such as that here? And so that was how that began. Um, The the mission of the Pregnancy Center, if I could share with it, our Pregnancy Care Center is a Christ-centered ministry that provides alternatives to abortion and is committed to saving lives physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So that's been our mission since the center opened back in 1984. I came along in 1985. Uh, We had adopted our oldest daughter, and there was a great difficulty in doing that. And my life wasn't such as it is now. Um, I'd been diagnosed such severe alcoholic that I would never function in society. So I went to church with my mom, and I noticed this uh, bulletin insert that the pregnancy center needed volunteers. And and I thought, oh, well, well, I'll do that. And, you know, the scripture, good works, good works. I felt Mm -hmm. so bad about myself, I'll just go do (laughs) that. So I came and took the volunteer training and found my faith in Jesus Christ through that training. Um, That was 33 years ago. Wow. And so my husband and I have been in love the ministry. It's it's, um, just part of our life and, and always will be. Um, I have helped many mothers like Tiffany's that are facing crisis pregnancies and adoption is an option that they feel that works for them. And so it's a joy, especially in this season of my life, to be able to help serve those women. Yeah, that's great. What um, what kind of services uh, and things does, I know I mentioned ultrasound, but how practically are you guys helping uh, just... Um, women, and I know even men as well, uh, mm-hmm, in sure. our area. We are a licensed medical facility. Dr. Emily Benicos is our medical director. We can offer first trimester ultrasounds. So when a, a girl comes in for a pregnancy test and most likely brings her um, boyfriend, husband with her, if they're not certain what they're going to do, that, that ultrasound and hearing that heartbeat is powerful in helping them to see that that is a life. 
Um, we also offer counseling for those that are in crisis pregnancy situations. We have parenting classes for men and women. Um, a good number of our clients are either court-ordered here for our parenting classes or they come through children's services. Okay. Um, we have an infant store. Uh, we offer abstinence education in our public schools. This is a long list, isn't it? Um, in both Wayne and Holmes County, we reach about 2,500 students per year in our efforts to reduce teen pregnancy. Um, we also have infant loss um, Bible studies for women both that have had abortions and have lost, lost infants perhaps through miscarriage or infant stillbirth. Yeah, great. Um, so how, I mean, that, that is a long list. <laughs> That's good. What, um, how, how big of an impact in terms of area are you got? What kind of area are you serving here? Uh, I know we're in Wayne County, but how far do you reach? We serve all of Wayne County. Okay. Um, and surrounding counties, the edges of those counties, such as Medina, Ashland. Um, we do do a, a survey that shows us that our most reached population is Worcester. Okay. Our second most reached population is Orville, okay. and then it branches out from there. Okay. Tell me um, any kind of uh, maybe success stories, anything that's happened that really has, has shown maybe how someone um, was going to have an abortion and chose life or, or something like that. Um, to just maybe give people an idea of, of what's going on here uh, in mm -hmm. terms of the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon at all for a woman to come in, young girl planning to have an abortion, and to change her mind. I have a multitude of stories. The one that comes to my mind, though, for the time that we have is a gal that came in um, definitely planning to have an abortion. We ask what their reasons are for wanting an abortion so that we can combat the problem. Um, we went through all the, you know, is your husband, does your husband want an abortion? No, not really. Going through all of the reasons why you would want an abortion came down to that she had to go to a special clinic in Canton and did not have uh, the gas money to go there. So I quickly prayed and said, would our donors want me to spend $20 a month to save the life of this baby and buy a gas card, which I had never done for a client before? Sure. So we did that, and she chose not to have an abortion and gives testimony to the bottom line was somebody offered me a way to get to my doctor's appointments. And so her and her husband are elated that they chose life for their babies. Amen. Amen. Not that's, an uncommon story yeah. here. Well, that's an encouragement. I know you shared others with me as well. And yes. so that's uh, a huge encouragement to hear uh, that that going on. You know, one of the things that's interesting to me uh, as, as I look out at our culture is, you know, we seem to be, I mean, since Roe versus Wade, you know, our culture has really been, uh, I think, desensitized in this area of abortion. Um, not, um, you know, not caring about life, it seems. Can you just maybe give a little brief, um, you know, summary of your thoughts on, on kind of the state of where our nation is in terms sure. of abortion? And then, and maybe kind of with that, you know, the other thing I'll mention is, you know, we recently had, this was a few years ago now, the Center for Medical, Medical Progress put out those videos, yes. those, um, you know, interviews they had mm -hmm. with, yes. and just, I mean, you, you watch those videos and you just literally want to just start 
crying yes. because of the way that these people are talking about ripping human body parts, yes. you know, off and line items on how much money they can get for an arm or whatever. And it just, right. it makes you want to weep over our culture. Why, where are we as a nation mm-hmm. and why don't we care? Why, why was that not, that should have made a bigger splash than it made. Of what's, course. what's going on? Of course. I look back over my 33 years of being here and it seems that in the first decade, abortion was talked about more commonly even in the news operation rescue was was on in the news at that time that brought a lot to light what was going on um i think that the second decade i was here we did a lot of post abortion counseling um people understood that the choice that they had made was maybe one made in haste or maybe had no choice but there were some problems with that. It didn't sit right with moms afterwards and dads. Um, in this last decade of my career here, I just see a complacency that it's exactly as you say. And it, I don't know. We, we have talked about how technology has so improved. We can see it's a heartbeat. We can hear it's a heartbeat. Yet there's a complacency that has come in that has said, but it's no big deal. And... How do we get that back? I, I don't know that. We've, we've been praying that the Lord would show us how to bring back to, to our community, to our society, the sanctity of human life. Um, it's very evident to me here, and I don't have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know, one of the things that, that comes to my mind uh, right away is... You know, I think it, it, the the argument, you know, used to be, and it still is the case today, but the argument used to be a lot of, well, it's not a human life. Right. And I'm beginning to hear more and more of, you know, women coming in for an abortion saying, you know what, I know it's a life and mm-hmm. I know it's murder, but I have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. And it seems yes. like as a culture, we have, we're, we're kind of, I, I feel like we're in the middle of rounding this corner to where that's going to be almost the, the primary argument is I have the right to do yes. what I want to do, yes. regardless of what anyone says to me. And that's why, and, and I've argued for a very long time <laughs> that the ultimate answer is a, is a theological answer. You know, we need the Bible to tell us you know, um, what is right and what is wrong. And, 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 you know, ultimately it's a, thus saith the Lord issue. That's right. That is exactly you know, right. And, and it's interesting because I think part of what's going on, and I don't know what your experience with this is or not, but it seems like the more and more evidence we give, and even when we do ultrasounds, there are people who eventually will come and say, okay, show me all the ultrasounds you want, but I don't care. That's right. And that's why I think ultimately, um, you know, we could give all the evidence we want, but if we're dealing with a soul that is apart from Christ, mm-hmm. then they're going to do what they want to do. And this is why I've been, um, you know, intentional at least about in our fight against this sin and any sin really mm-hmm. is to really be intentional about sharing the gospel with these people because until you have a soul that's regenerated until you have a soul that is trusting in Christ as your savior, you're really ultimately living for self. Amen. 
and and you're wanting to do what you want to do. And so I'm I'm hoping at least in part that um, you know the church as a whole uh, begins to come at this from a, a a theologically centered "thus saith the Lord" kind of argument. I agree. So. In the, in the videos that you referenced, I know that the individuals that that did that research and did that undercover work, I know they are 100% truthful in what they're saying. I feel that we as a society can't deal with what they saw and what, what was real and that we blocked it out mm-hmm. as a denial that... Yeah. You, it, it was really shocking to us that that happened the way it did. And we, we, as a staff, we talked about it, and we said, what would, what would make us do that? Not us, of course, here, but as a society that you get that evidence, and it's so clear. Yeah. What was that that made us look the other way? Yeah, I'm reminded of the story of uh, the rich man and Lazarus. And, you know, in that story, uh, uh, the, the rich man is in hell and he looks up and, and he says, you know, Abraham, send, send Lazarus back from the mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. And it's almost shocking when you hear his response. He says, no, they're not going to believe that. And you're saying, whoa, wait a second. If someone rises from the dead, you're not going to believe that? And, and he says, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And, and it just reminds you once again that even, even Scripture confirms that evidence ultimately is not enough. El- evidence, even with all these videos and even with the ultrasounds and with all these kinds of things, at the end of the day, you know, it's a soul that says, I'm going to do what I want to do. And until that's, that's right. regenerated, you know, I, there's one story uh, in the news recently, and uh, maybe you're, you remember the story, uh, I think it was actually in the last couple of weeks, you know, it was a husband or boyfriend who uh, gave um, some kind of, a, he slipped a pill in a board of fashion into, um, you know, the, 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 the drink of his girlfriend or wife or whoever it was. And they're dealing with this as a murder case, mm-hmm. you know. And again, the evidence mm-hmm. is there, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. In one case, it's murder. But then if the woman chooses to do that, yes. it's not murder. Yes. And uh, it just, our culture is is turned its back on God, really. And I think we're seeing the after effects mm-hmm. of that. I think also that there were some laws that were put into place that kept extending the abortion rights, such as you can not have an abortion past X amount of weeks. And yet if you pull up the Ohio Department of Health statistics, it shows us that in 2016, we had one full-term abortion in Wayne County. It actually gives all the abortions per county by number. And so I will say when somebody, somebody tries to correct me when I say that abortions are still legal in our United States and in Ohio through all nine months, and they'll argue and they say, oh, no, no, this law said it was this X amount of weeks. Well, the answer to that is, but a doctor can say, well, she's under duress and this sure. is stressful to her life. Sure. But you look at the Ohio Department of Health statistics, we did have one full-term abortion. And that doesn't lie. Those statistics don't lie. So yeah. Yeah. it's the truth. Talk a little bit about... Um 
are there any kind of, um, in terms of threats against maybe this organization or other organizations like it going on in our culture right now, anything that perhaps maybe we could be in prayer for um, yes. that's, that's um, just going on right now? Yes. In March, one of our affiliates, uh, we call them NIFLA, it's the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. Um, they, and um, I'm just going to read this to get it more accurate and condensed, they challenged California's law, um, which is trying to be legal in all states. Um, and I'm just going to read it. This law mandates that pro-life medical clinics post signs which inform their patients about abortion. So we went to the Supreme Court with that. And in June here this month, we're going to find out what that, um, how that came out. But in I'll just say that in California, it requires that pro-life medical clinics to pro, to pro, post, excuse me, large signs in their waiting areas informing clients that California offers low-cost and free abortions to women who qualify. It also states that we have to pay, put the same information in as high as 11 different languages on all of our literature, all of our advertising. The goal is that to to make a center have an additional nine to $10,000 expenses per month, which would shut us down. It's not just about us. The long-term plan is once they pass that in the United States against pregnancy centers, then their goal is to attack other nonprofits and churches and just spread it as the, as the, as the darkness that it is. So if we could pray that this is, Oh, this is not a successful effort on the part of the pro-choice world. Um, we'll know by the end of June how this went down. So yeah. it's a it's a battle that's raging, and it reminds me, you know, there's no neutral territory. I mean, we're right. either for Christ or against Him, and right. um, you know, so let's uh, just encouragement to all who are listening to this. You know, be in prayer for. Um, you know, this, uh, this case that's going on. Um, well, I'd like to, um, maybe give a little bit of an opportunity for those who are listening. You know, we, we may have some individuals in here who are listening today that may even be considering an abortion. There may be people who are, are not considering abortion, but maybe know people who, who, um, who are. And so, um, and maybe, maybe there's people that are listening and they just would like to get involved or volunteer. Can you share some of those things? Um, what, first of all, maybe what volunteer positions uh, are available here? Uh, what kind of things could, could people get uh, involved in? We have volunteer opportunities for both men and women. We do have a men's group that meets every other Tuesday evening and an international men's group that meets on Saturday morning. Uh, we are in great need of men who will just come to those hour and a half meetings, hang out with the, the guys that come and get to know them a little bit, and then pray about where the Lord had, uh, what the Lord would have for them here. We offer parenting classes that are one hour long for both men and women, and it's something that can easily we can easily train someone to help with those. Say somebody's court order to to go to a parenting class so that they can have visitation to their child. Um, the man works all day, so in the evening we would have one of the men come and with another staff member here, either a male or female, 
um, client and meet with them and get those parenting classes in for them so that they can have their visitation with their child. Uh, we are in need of receptionists. That's a three-hour shift throughout the week. If um, individuals want to call the office, I know everybody's different. Everybody has different <laughs> time. And we do have two fundraising events that we do, our golf outing and our upcoming banquet that we always need help with. This year's banquet is going to be different for us. Um, we're having Melissa Ogden. Um, she is an eight-and-a-half-month survivor of an abortion mm. and is part of Ambassador Speakers Bureau that be, will be with us. So we're looking for individuals who will just come and listen to her sp- share and maybe bring a friend, host a table, a number of things. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, if someone is interested in, again, maybe a volunteer or maybe someone who just doesn't know uh, what the next step is for them, uh, if they're wrestling through a pregnancy like this, um, what what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? They can call our number here at the office. It's 330-264-5880. And we have a 24-7 um, option line. So if our office is closed and they call, um, they'll get a real-life person that can talk to them and um, set them up with something if we're not here. I just say call the office. If you, any of these things, abortion is offered. It's legal in our land. And yet it leaves some of some feeling so unsettled about that. And um, that's, a, um, that's a hard thing. So we li- would like to help um, women and men who struggle with those feelings or uh, somebody in an unplanned pregnancy that all of our services are at no cost and are confidential. So I would say with any of the things that we've discussed today, if, if just give us a call and ask for me and I'll get you directed to someone that can help. Great. And you have a website too as yes, well? Yes, we do. Okay. And they can just go Google right. that, Pregnancy Care Center, Worcester, right. and can find that, okay. It's pccwayne.org. Okay. org. okay. Great. Well, that's good. I uh, Again, thank you so much for uh, taking the time here. Thank you for what you're doing in our community, and uh, enjoyed getting to, to know you and, and uh, some different people here thank at the center. So and so thanks for joining us. Sure. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.